This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, the kids are bored. Plus, Biz and Teresa never get bored saying thank you. And we talk to Shayna Firm and Tracy T. of The Pump and Dump about their new book, Parentally Incorrect, True Tales About the Fucked Up Things Their Kids Have Done. Woo! I like it when we've got swears just right in the title. So good. So good. Teresa. Yeah. How... Are you? I'm feeling great today. We had the end of this year's Max Fun Drive uh, over the weekend. You guys did such a great job. It was such an amazing showing of support for yeah. our show. We ended up with 863 new or upgrading members over the course of the drive, and that's in addition to everybody who's an ongoing member of Maximum Fun supporting One Bad Mother. We're really happy with that showing. You guys are so awesome. We're especially grateful to all the people who really rallied, especially near the end of the drive in the closed Facebook group and across social media, just really like kind of giving us a hand with the fundraising, which we really need and like makes a really big difference. And it also just, I don't know, you know, this is, it's always kind of a fun and weird time of year. Totally. Because you guys make this show. And it's the two weeks out of the year that we really want to remind you that you make the show by supporting One Bed Mother and Maximum Fun. So, you know, there's always this, like, emotional fine line for me of, like, do you like us? Should yeah. I ask how much? You, should I be asking for you to show your support financially? But, like, when you guys rally and you're talking about why you support and why you contribute— uh, it is so nice because it, uh, it's nice. It's like being it's like being told your hair looks nice on a day that you didn't shower. It's really <laughs> nice, and I and I just want to say as well, you know, this is a time where we really uh, are focusing so much on the new and upgrading members. But I, I want to reiterate what Teresa said, and that is how thankful we are to all of you who are sustaining members and have been members for the you know since we started and and started maybe last year supporting or the year before. And even though you can't upgrade. That's fine. The fact that you're sticking around and showing your support is a huge deal. And we understand that we have a unique demographic of listeners, and that is parents. And we have a lot to support yeah. as parents. There's a lot of costs. There are a lot of costs. with parenting. That's right. <laughs> as I, you guys know. It took me, uh, I have podcasts that I listen to that I only now, mm-hmm. this like year, were, was able to support financially. So I totally. I totally, we get it, we understand, and we want you to know that we really, it's because we understand as parents how hard it is to to find that wiggle room to support something that you like that we really value it and honor it. Uh, so again, thank you so much. And 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 also, you know, a few people were saying this online or over the past couple of weeks as well. And yeah. we just want to 
reiterate that, you know, if this is not a time where you're able to support the show financially, Correct. we make it free for a reason. And, yeah. you know, we only ask that you share the show and that you listen and enjoy and that someday when your circumstances allow that you m- consider supporting the show financially. Uh, no guilt here. Yeah, this, this is, is like a guilt-free zone. Yeah, this is, you can't do it. We totally get it. If you can, <laughs> that's amazing. And if you can, you're helping out somebody who can't this year. Exactly. I mean, that is, yep. it is what makes this show unique. Yep. So everybody, really, again, thank you. And we look forward to getting back to talking about how sick I am all the time recently (laughs) and I can't figure out what to feed myself. And Teresa talking about the fact that she's got three children and they all sleep in the same room. Uh, We're really and how great that's turning out. I guarantee you there'll be nothing boring coming up over the next uh, year in One Bad Mother, uh, which ties in nicely to today's topic, uh, which this time is the kids are bored. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. The kids are bored. <laughs> ah, quick to Pinterest. We have to figure out what to do. Um, this, okay. This is so funny because I almost wanted to title the show My Kids Are Boring. Uh-huh. But we actually spent last week's show, episode 250, which, by the way, didn't get a proper shout out. We definitely didn't acknowledge when we hit the 200 show mark. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there should be a small trumpet for do do do. 250 shows, guys. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of shows. Yep. Uh, So I didn't want to confuse things. But last week, to recap, in case you weren't listening, we decided, because some listeners may not agree, (laughs) just fine, that boring is the new, being bored is the new self-care for adults. And it might be the missing step in our way to figuring out how to give ourselves self-care. So we agreed that boredom equals good and I do think after having a week to reflect on mm-hmm. on the show that it's it's good even if you're bored for one minute and you get so fucking angry that you're bored yeah. that you do something yeah. to fill that time yes. that you like. Yes. Okay? Sure. <laughs> no that fucked. counts. That counts. Yeah. One minute of boredom can be just as good as a whole day of <sighs> being bored. Whatever boring means to you guys. Anyway, so now we want to talk about the kids. Yeah. Because... This there it's it is both the same yeah. and different. It is. As yeah. as is all thing yeah. with adults and children. Yeah. So this is what I want to talk about. I want to kind of get into first a little bit. Well, I'm gonna start with this actually. Yeah. Have your kids said to you just real quick recap yeah. for new listeners. Yeah. Tell us the ages of your children, Teresa. Oh sure. Gracie is six and a half. Oh my Oscar. god. I want your child to be eight already. I know. <laughs> I know. She's very tall and she has a very large head. I know. I just feel like, like, you know, we should talk about that some other day. They're like, your kids aren't how old yet? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's because also it's because Gracie will always be young, younger than Katie Bell, right. which is weird. Like, I know. She'll never catch up. But I so want her to whole, catch yeah. up. So you're always going to be like, huh, she's only. <laughs> Time is meaningless yeah. in parenting. All right. Yeah. Gracie is six and a half. Yes. Oscar is four, almost four and a half. Right. And Curtis is one. Curtis is one. Yeah. <laughs> 
I about to just laugh sympathetically I with know. you for a second. I know. Just purely at hearing their names Hearing their names and ages. <laughs> All right. So. And you. Okay. And I have Katie Bell, who will always be older than Gracie. Right. Who's, who's eight. And a half. And a half. Yeah. And. Uh, the half still count. Okay. They eight. count. All right. And then Ellis, who is four and almost a half because he's yep. one month less than then Oscar, Oscar yep. and that's it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have they said to you yet, I'm bored? And what does that look like? Gracie doesn't really get bored. I bet. That is one <laughs> really amazing thing about yeah. her. Well, actually, that's not technically true. She finds lots of things to be boring. But okay. if something is boring to her, she will find something else to do. All right. So oh, I don't I love Gracie. I, yeah. Gracie great. the engineer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to really worry about that with her. Outside of, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Solutions for boredom. We'll talk about that. Oscar definitely does get bored (laughs) and wants me to turn on TV for sure. Like, that's, you know, I can picture him just like laying, draping his body across the credenza, (laughs) just like practically in tears because he's so put upon (laughs) that he's bored. (laughs) Being fanned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And no, Curtis, Curtis isn't there. He's still just like toddling around being cute. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is new. Everything is new. Yeah. Everything is new and amazing. Nothing's boring. Barely have time to give credit to how amazing the world is for poor Curtis. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it's a drawer. Yeah, <laughs> lots, great, great, lots of fun for hours inventing this drawer game. <laughs> Katie Bell, I'm like, she put a jar on a shelf yeah. over and over and over. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Katie Bell definitely is the queen of letting me know when she's born. Uh-huh. Ellis, as a result of though they are not similar children, mm-hmm. wanting to do everything Katie Bell does, also has very quickly learned I'm bored mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Don't you love that? I know. You're like, like, how much longer could I have had without yeah. you talking yeah. about being bored and then if I you hadn't that. have even learned that <laughs> possible dynamic? I know. Then I turned around and I'm like, you're teaching him. Yeah. You're teaching yeah. him. Stop teaching yeah. him to be bored. <laughs> so uh, this is my voice for children. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so okay. So, I'm gonna just I'm gonna jump ahead because I feel like there might be more to unpack (laughs) on yours because you do a better job in general. As I wait, wait, what? Yes, yes, because you're gonna like probably let me predict that you're gonna like have deep insight into your children's personalities and boredom. Well, my (laughs) response, guys, my perfect. Parenting response when my children say they're bored is to go from like zero right to there's no step in uh-huh. between them saying I'm bored uh-huh. and me immediately going to, oh, are you bored? What if I just take, uh, what if you wake up tomorrow and every toy in your room is gone? Will you still be bored then? Let's see. Let's see how boring it's going to be. Do you want, let's just start getting rid of toys right uh-huh. now if you have nothing to wow. do. Yeah. So here, just hearing them say I'm bored is a real trigger for you. Like, yeah. you, like you feel like personally offended. It went so sure. dumb because like, look, this is, it's one of those responses where like, I am not a person who's deep seated and like, you know, you don't appreciate what you have. Like, right. I, I, right. They're, they're, they're kids. They're, they're kids. They're this fine. This is the reality. Yeah. But for whatever yeah. reason, yeah. I go uh-huh. right to the, yeah. I bet you can figure out, yeah. like in my mind, what I'm saying uh, more eloquently in my mind mm-hmm. is, 
There are so many things in your room for you to explore and to solve this boredom problem. And to tape together. To tape together. Yeah. (laughs) Together. Or just to pull out and leave in a pile and move on. Yeah. There are things I know you can do and you have been given the tools. Yeah. But it comes out as we want to throw away all these toys. We will throw these I will show you boredom. Right? Like like a lunatic. Yeah. All right. So that's that's what and then they're usually are like, no, no. We'll go. Yeah. And then they they go in and maybe do something. Oh, that sounds like that kind of works. Yeah, or I turn the television on. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think sometimes it is just a request for TV. Yeah, sure. I, I think that's right. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes, like, they just want something easy. easy. They just want to be entertained. Who doesn't? Yeah. All right, so your children. So, let's see. A couple things. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, one thing that happens with Oscar is when he, so when he does the, I'm bored, um, <laughs> I I basically react the same way as you, okay. only in a Teresa version of it, right. which is like, oh, well, that sounds really hard. Oh, you're bored? Oh, that sounds like a real bummer for you. Oh, I wonder yeah. what you'll do about that. Like... <laughs> Essentially, like, equally as rude, equally as, like, crabby and sarcastic. Right. Right. But just Just a different a different different way. Yeah. Uh, Um, Right. So, but with Grace, so one time I was at, like, I think I was at, like, a school tour or something. And somebody said to me, and it just, like, resonated so deeply for me. They said, so basically what we understand to be true in teaching these kids is... You know, either we can make it interesting for them or they'll make it interesting for us. Right. And, and that, that is grace. Yeah. That is grace. Yeah. So so when you hear her say, I'm bored. So if I get if it the get, alarms yes. go off. Yes. <laughs> and if she's teaming up so with good. Oscar, which they're yeah. doing more and more now, Ugh. I also have to be concerned right. about this. Because yeah. What what happens is even even though she's mm. technically never bored, like she she will find something to do. I do get panicky when yeah. I notice that she's looking around for something to do when yeah. she doesn't have like a focus. <laughs> no, for real. No, like I it's just, it's I, I, I can feel my I blood know. pressure rising right now just like thinking about it because it's like I am giggling at the stress level yeah, that must be level. of like because I yes. can see it. Yeah, remember I'm the person who like in. Castaway laughed when he finally got the fire going, uh-huh. and then it immediately rains on it because oh, I'm like, I get it. Yes, I get how shitty that is, yes. and that is life. That I find, I yes. find this is my giggle. No, so I know it's it is. It's yeah. funny, but it's also, also like it, the, danger. It's so exhausting. Yeah. The adrenaline level, yeah. like on a daily basis. In oh my house. yeah. So um, so I see her kind of like casting. If she's <laughs> if she's like focusing on something, yeah. it's like I can pretty much see what's happening, right. and I can, and then if if it starts to go awry, I can intervene a little bit. But, like, if I see her kind of, like, she's yeah. got that nervous energy. She's, like, looking for something to do. And I can tell she's she's not going to say I'm bored. Right. But she's just going to start <laughs> doing stuff. And, Whittling. Like, and, like, right. and sometimes she's going to incorporate Oscar because uh. Oscar loves to be her assistant. Oh, my Lord. Um, then I start kind of going, like, are you looking for something to do? <laughs> Like, I, it's like, it's it's really interesting because it's, oh. it's totally, 
I'm afraid of her yeah. boredom in that way. So yeah. like, I'll go like, Are you, do you need something to do? And then I will try to go ahead and like help her find some activities okay, that are okay with me. This yeah. segues nicely into what are we supposed to do about boredom? And I realized when you said, are you looking for something to do? That one of my other classic mom responses is, oh, are you bored? Here is some laundry to fold. Oh, yeah. Right. Or here, yeah. here is a towel. Go clean the bathroom. Oh, yeah. That, right. Yeah, like yeah. that's a classic. They get so mad. They get real. I remember getting mad at oh, my yeah, mom when she yeah. used to say exactly. that to me. Are you bored? Yeah. yeah mop well, the floor. You can help me with you this. Can help. A- right. No. How dare you? Yeah. You're a monster. <laughs> I, yeah. Except when my kids are like being like in a weird And they're like, okay. And I'm like, oh. Fuck. And then you're, you're like, gonna ruin weird's this. Gonna yeah, you're yeah. gonna ruin it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna ruin this laundry that'll eventually get crammed in a drawer. Yeah, boredom. <laughs> what is our job as parents uh-huh. in helping our children navigate boredom? And you've brought up such an interesting point that you might have the kid yeah. who really needs navigation. But I wanted to talk briefly before we get uh-huh. into like solutions. Not that there are any real solutions, uh-huh. but I. Boredom is one of those, like, you guys know how I feel about internet articles. Yeah. Uh, I oh, don't yeah. like them. This is it. I don't yeah. like them, but this one really falls into the yeah. definite mixed message. Both messages make you feel like shit. Yep. God, I hate these when these pop up on my Facebook. All right. One is, you know, you'll have this whole series of articles about how much our children are no longer being allowed to be bored yep. because of television and video. And I'm yeah. sure I can go back 30 years yeah. and find something similar. And 30 years but before and that. But it's probably fi- true. Like, sure, but every time there's new yeah. stuff coming in, right. it's like filling your kid's need to just right. sit under an apple tree for eight hours. Right. Right? Okay. So. Well, and the way it's presented yes. just makes us feel terrible. Right. Like we're, You're not yeah. letting your children be yeah. bored. Yeah. Uh, we're over planning for our children. Yeah. We're overstimulating them. Yeah. Boredom is good for creativity. Boredom is good for this. You're failing but not letting your children be bored yep. is one story yep. being given. And then, <laughs> Teresa brought up the 10, you know, the next series of articles are like 10 boredom busters for summer. Yeah. And you're like, what? And you're like, oh God, I need those boredom busters because what if my kids get bored this summer? I know. I need to, how many things can I do with water balloons? Yeah. How many ways can I Pinterest yeah. water balloons? It just makes you think of your kids sitting yeah. in a ro- in a living room, just sitting there, yeah. uh, no no stimulation, right. no learning, just like depression yeah. summer. Or, and you're like, uh, I have to stop it. I have to somehow. Or worse, they're sitting there saying, I'm bored at you. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. worse. What are we going to do for the summer? Yeah. And I would like to just say, I think a lot of that is less about the kids and more about, oh, my God. Yeah. I got oh, yeah. all day with these kids. Yeah, I got to find something to I got to find something it's to do. For it's for us. Yeah. All right. So you either suck by not letting your kids be bored or you suck because you don't have several Pinterest pages dedicated to filling boredom, which, full transparency, I have probably more than 10. Yep. (laughs) I like to gather my solutions Uh and feel like that's enough work that I've done. Yeah. And never go back and visit again. You're right. I've done it. Well, they're there if you need them. If I need them. Yeah, that's a good feeling sometimes. Oh, look, well, these things I could do with a two-year-old. Too bad my kids aren't two anymore. Okay. So... So I want to get into this about, okay. uh, you know, the do you, is there guilt? Do you feel like I'll start with my kids? I, I do feel that there is some truth to the idea that just like everything else in terms of our children growing, there's some need for laying out how 
to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there is a step of, let me show you how to tackle boredom on something. I mean, you can't solve somebody's boredom, but you can say, all right, when you get this way, let's figure out how to, what are things you'd like to do? Is there something mm-hmm. you have been wanting to do? This is your chance to do it. Are there toys you haven't, you know, played mm-hmm. with in a long time that maybe you just, is there a drawer you haven't opened in the house? Is there, you know, something outside? You know, sometimes I do think there's giving them the first step mm-hmm. to figuring it out not only helps them, I, I think it sets them up to figure it out for themselves later. And that's, this is like a long game. I mean, this isn't like your kid learning how to figure out the alarm clock in the morning, like when to come out, like two weeks isn't enough. I mean, this is like one of those things where maybe by the time they're 12 or 13, they kind of start realizing maybe they can feel. And and there is something to be said about just standing there mm-hmm. and being bored, mm-hmm. right? Like both both are good, but I think we have to address both with them I don't think it is enough just to be like, go figure it out mm-hmm. the first few times. Mm-hmm. And I, sh- I definitely don't think go figure it out to my four-year-old mm-hmm. is the same as go figure it out to my eight-year-old. Right. I can say go figure it out to my eight-year-old now mm-hmm. because I know she can't. Yeah. But my four-year-old can't. And this is another one of those places where I can find myself, if I'm too tired and too depleted, wanting to resort to the go figure it out to the four-year-old. Yeah. When that might not be fair to the four-year-old. Right. But then I can simultaneously feel guilty that I'm fixing his right. problems. Yeah. So I feel like it's, it, I think there actually is some like guilt danger zone uh, in in the world of boredom for kids. I, I don't know. No, I think I totally hear you. Actually, as you were talking, I was thinking about, I am really conflicted about the way I handle it when Oscar gets bored. Again, Oscar's my four-year-old right and I think I think part of it is that I'm not really thinking in terms of like we can kind of there is a middle ground that I think could really work which is like because sometimes I do just say the go figure it out but the it's very dismissive especially in our house where we've got the younger sibling as well usually if I say go figure it out it's because I'm busy with the baby yeah and that feels like even more like kind of hurtful and abandoning in a way like you're not there with you yeah deal with it I'm busy with your other sibling you know like I want to not I want to not abandon him in it, but I right. do want him to solve it himself. Like, I'm totally guilty of saying, like, well, would you want to blah, 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 blah? Or yeah. would you want to see what Gracie's doing? Or would you want to yeah. this or that? But isn't there a middle ground where we could say, like, well, let's sit down, Oscar, and, like, let's make a list of things you like to do. Oh, yeah. Let's, what what do you? What are some things you like to do? I mean, yeah. in my case, he would be like, I want a new toy. Right, I right, want to watch yeah. a show. And I'd be like, okay, we can put toys in shows, but what are some other things? Yeah. Like, we're not buying new toys right now, and we're not watching shows right now. <laughs> but I want to Like, what are toy? some right. other things? Yeah. And, like, kind of just maybe hold his hand through it a little. Yeah. Like, help him. Help him solve the problem, but let him solve it, right? Yeah. Like, I, yeah that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's some steps, and it, it really depends on your kid, again, what their needs are. In yeah. ter- I mean, you've there probably wasn't anything specific you did with Gracie. Gracie's just she's the just kid like who's look, she's a yeah. looker. Yeah. You know, she's looking for stuff. Yeah. Katie Bell's also a big self-motivator and will eventually come up with something to do, but she couldn't have done that earlier when she mm-hmm. couldn't figure out the tools or how to she couldn't yeah. read yet she couldn't like you know figure it out so yeah i think there's something about that three four five year old window where i i i'm with you i think there's like with ellis 
Sometimes his I'm bored comes out as play with me. I right. want somebody to we, play yeah, with me. Yeah, that too. Yeah. And uh, we really wrestle with that too because yeah. I need him to play on his own. Right. I cannot play all the time. Right. But what works sometimes is starting him off yeah. with something and then I just stop talking. Yeah. And then slowly back I away. St- back away. <laughs> or what's been working a lot lately is I'm like a voice in his game, but uh-huh. I don't have to be, I can be in the kitchen like working on a puzzle. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh, is the runway clear for takeoff? And uh-huh. he'll be like, he'll start telling this whole, other, eventually I don't have to say anything. Yeah, yeah. And he's suddenly creating it on his own. But yeah. I, again, it's it's sort of like the list, what are things you'd like to do? Or just getting their brain to realizing that there might be something. Like, I mean, there is some value to that. Do you want me to get rid of all the toys? Uh-huh. Whoa, no. And then they'll go in and start opening drawers and they find something. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think the solution is necessarily 10 things to bust boredom over the summer. I mean, that really is sometimes never are those put your kid in your room with toys they haven't seen in a while yeah. and let them play it out. Yeah. That's like set up an outdoor obstacle course and run it with them. Right. Right? Sometimes yeah. the like things on that list are like full on a full activity. And yeah. those are fine at times to bust out here yeah. and there. But I think there's something about helping them learn how to navigate that feeling of boredom. Like, there's a whole Tumbleleaf episode where they're bored. It's a really sweet episode. And they keep going to this character, Auntie Pine, saying we're bored. And she's like, that's great. You know, how wonderful. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. Go find out what happens when you're bored, right? Mm -hmm. And they're all just kind of standing around. And they do eventually come up with something. So I think there's something to the how you approach it with your kid, like how great it is, as opposed to our tactics, which sometimes aren't how great. There's also kind of stepping in and helping them navigate a little bit. What mm-hmm. what could you do? And knowing when your kid's at the right age to say certain cues to helping them. I mean, what would you want somebody to say to you if you were bored? We never mm-hmm. talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. If you came to me and you were like, I'm really bored, I, like, I guess maybe mm-hmm. I would say, great. Or I'd say, well, is there anything that you want to... Yeah. Do? And yeah. what's worse is I might say, is there anything you want to catch up with on Netflix? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And while I'd love to end on a great Netflix joke, I think that there's one thing we haven't touched on that I don't want to wait till the end to touch on. And and that is, and you just kind of said this, Teresa, but that there's something personal about it when they say it. Yeah. And I think that's true. It's a little bit like... Or we're taking it yeah, yeah, when we don't need to. Like, right. It's, it's like they're not doing it at us, but we feel like... They are. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm bored can translate to, uh, like, I'm doing everything for you. I've given you things. There are books. There are toys. Yeah. There are, I have spent time playing with you all day. You you turn into that. Or the flip side of thinking, like, wow, do I not provide enough stimulation or, like, opportunities for learning? Or have I created this child that, like, can't can't figure out? Yeah. What have I done? Yeah. What have yeah, yeah, I yeah. done yeah. that has somehow yeah. fucked this up? <laughs> yeah. As opposed to being bored, being a totally natural, normal yes. thing, yes. and it being normal and natural them, for them to say it to us because we're the guys in the room. Yeah, you know. But yeah. I, I, I think that's a valid point to have in our brains yeah. as we're tackling this, and when yeah. those fucking article titles show up mm-hmm. on either end, uh-huh. they get all touches a nerve oh, yeah. that could be there yeah. that somehow it's our fault yeah 
we're not doing enough, yeah. or we've raised selfish, horrible monsters yep. who don't appreciate us. Yep. In which case, I'll go back to the Netflix joke, <laughs> and we should just, you know, send them outside while we watch Netflix. <laughs> Figure it out! Mama's got her stories. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Blue Apron, which you all know and love. For six weeks, from April 16th through May 21st, Blue Apron is teaming up with Airbnb, this is so awesome, to bring you the best home cooking from around the world. Each week, our menu will feature a recipe developed in collaboration with an Airbnb experience like the CC, a chef from Shanghai who makes incredible Kung Pao chicken. I just ordered that. It's coming next week, which is a beloved sticky, saucy mix of crispy brown chicken and vegetables. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off at blueapron.com slash badmother. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So on Saturday, uh, Jesse offered to take Grace and Oscar out in the middle of the day Mm. for a few hours. He was meeting up with a friend who has some kids similar age. And I was like, great. Yes. Fantastic. (laughs) Um, Slam. Yeah. (laughs) But then I was thinking like, oh, it's kind of a bummer because like Curtis takes his nap in the morning and like everybody will be home at that time. And it's always really annoying because the kids are really loud. I'm trying to keep them (laughs) shush for the baby. And then like they'll leave. The baby will wake up. I'll be doing like dumb baby stuff right. all day. <laughs> and then by the time they get home, he'll yeah. be ready for his second nap and I'll have to do the shushing thing all over again. I'm right. Like, I mean, it's great and everything, but like, uh, I wish like the timing would work out. Yeah. And then I just thought about it for a minute. I was like, well, what if I just like, just don't put him down for his morning nap as early. Like, I mean, yeah. his schedule is not he's, set in stone. It's like a little old bit. enough. He doesn't yeah, need that like, nap. I can just scooch. <laughs> yeah. I can just scooch it a little. Yeah. and like see what happens. And granted, this is not totally a me genius because I'm just lucky that my baby decided yeah, to yeah, sleep yeah. on this day. Yeah, but he did. Yeah, so he ended up sleeping for two and a half hours Ooh. while they were out of the house, and I just cleaned up in like a really Ooh. relaxed way and listened to my music uh, and took a long shower and like totally had that time. Nice. And it just like it, I was just so happy that yeah. I didn't like try to stick with my sad yeah. schedule that wasn't going to work very well. And I was just I like shot for the stars. Yeah, and I got it. You know? Nice. Nice job, yeah. Teresa. And nice you. job, universe. Yes. Very good. Yes. All right. Kate Bell, who I mentioned earlier in the show, is a self-motivator. And uh, yeah, anyway, she came, I came home from Alabama uh, last week and she comes up to me and she says that she has decided she would like me to lead her in a 14 week long 
every night school of wizardology. Whoa. Yeah. Now, she's got that ology book. Now, well, a little. There's a series of books, these ology books. There's like wizardology, dragonology, and it's like a deep depth, like, you know, it's like, like, this is a book written by Merlin and blah, 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 blah. And she's like way into it, as well as the Harry Potter stuff. But she has like gone through the book and like labeled week one and teacher's guide. And like the whole thing is labeled. And I now have to go over this book that she knows by heart already. And I'm like, oh, you know what? All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And we get through the first like couple of days. And I realize that like there's nothing in the book specifically to teach. But there are all these things that I see would be interesting to go over with her. Like, for example, each chapter is a Roman numeral chapter. And I said, do you know what this is? And she was like, no. And I was like, boom, today you're going to go independently study Roman numerals. And like, I print out Roman numerals. But the, the genius is, there are a few geniuses with this. One, I have figured out how to not teach her the stuff that there's nothing to teach. And mm-hmm. I can work in stuff like constellations. Like, oh, constellations. Like, they're, they're little hints to things that she wants to learn. I'm like, we should be deep diving in, you know, this history that you might actually like or astronomy, blah, blah, blah. And also, I have stayed committed to it. I wow. have not. We are like a weekend and I haven't like said no. Yeah. Not tonight. Yeah. And I've managed to keep it reasonable and yeah. doable yeah. and independent, steady focused for her. Wow. I know. I'm really hoping it's it's a I, they're a lot. It's uh, like homework for you. It's like a little homework for me, but also I'm a little like eh, cool if my kid yeah. knows Roman numerals. Witches need to know how to get out of the woods without a map. Yep. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Good job. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. This is a genius. It is the most mundane, ridiculous genius ever, but I bought silicone pie crust shields because my kids love quiche, and so I make quiche, like, once a week, every other week, whatever, because they actually eat it, and they don't eat anything. And I'm constantly, like, taking little pieces of tinfoil and crimping them to the sides, and they fall <laughs> off, and I swear, and my kids repeat it, and it's awful. <clears throat> so... Instead, I went and bought adjustable pie crust shields, and they're silicone, and I used them today, and my life is so much better now. And I know that's ridiculous, but that is where I'm at. So thanks, guys. Hope you're having a good day. Yay! I love it. This is horribly mundane, and it deserves recognition. Oh, yeah. I love this. Yeah, it makes your life so much better. It's the little things yeah. that can some, and we, it's it's the shit like the pie crust, mold, like whatever yeah. the silly, that we think we don't deserve it. This is a silly purchase. Yeah. It's not really gonna, I can, people for generations have used tinfoil. Yeah. And then you do it, and you're like, oh my god, this is so much better. Yeah. Especially if it's something you're doing every fucking day. Totally. Also, this called delights me that me your too. children are eating quiche. Me too. Quiche I, in itself is a genius. I know. I just, everything about this call brings me such joy. You're doing an amazing job. Great job. You deserve those pie crusts. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Grace brought home socks filled with <laughs> sand. Uh, so she <laughs> took her socks off at school, Yeah, filled them with sand. Okay. It's actually magma sand that has crystals in it that she's going to sift out and sell and become rich and buy that castle in Germany that she wants. <laughs> but uh, so she had these like socks filled with sand and it was kind of like one of those things that like ended up 
coming home because it caught me so off guard yeah. that I didn't even have a chance to like have a plan yeah. or a rule about it. Um, <laughs> but I've since like stopped that from happening every day, which uh, is great. Yeah. But I also said like you know that can't those can't come in the house. Like, yeah. I have to stay in the front yard, which is fine. So she kept the socks in the front yard for a while, and then she transferred the sand into like a. Tupperware and was like playing with it there whatever it's great the socks were laying out in the front yard a few days later I went and got the socks to bring it in and just like didn't shake them out uh, at all yeah and just walked into my house and as I'm walking towards the hamper it, I'm just spilling yeah. sand oh. all over my house and I'm like screaming like ah, stop it <laughs> like trying to, I'm trying to like stop it, like like, hold, yeah. like pick it, like find where the sand is coming out of, yeah. and, like, squeeze it shut, which I don't. Yeah, it's and a it just keeps coming out yeah. more and more, and oh. that's it. Wow. Yeah, just sand in my house. That's a lot that of sand. That my kid your... kept outside the house, but I then brought into my house. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, you're doing a horrible I job. I, I may have alluded to this earlier. Uh, that we're looking forward to getting back into the things that really bother us. Mm -hmm. But my fail is I can't figure out food anymore. I'm back there again. Mm -hmm. I can't figure out, like, I don't mean meals. I can cook meals for people. But between meals, mm. I'm what like... about for you, bitch? It is. It's for me. I'm like, here's some more fucking goldfish and like a... I mean, I've got yeah. enough things that I can rotate through the kids. Yeah. But then I, I don't know what I'm supposed to eat. There's no, like, craving, like, oh, I'd really like to snack on... X mm -hmm. or Y all day. And when I go through a list, like I think I like a year ago, I made a list of like mm -hmm. ideas that you might like to snack on when you get here. <laughs> and then like I go through that, and I'm like, I don't want any of that shit. Mm -hmm. And I just need food that I want to eat that will make me feel good between meals in the house. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a weird place to be. It is a weird place to and be. And that somehow I fucked something up. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> I have a fail. It seems like a low-level kind of fail, but it's a definitely a fail. We um, formula feed. We live in a pretty small house. And uh, I have to put all kinds of things in the cabinets. The shelf above the sink. And uh, pregnancy completely ruined my digestive system, and it's not quite recovered, so I have to chug some Metamucil every day. The fail really comes from the fact that I put the formula can and the Metamucil canister right next to each other and thought <laughs> this is a recipe for disaster, because I'm usually mixing up a bottle and mixing up a a glass to drink first thing in the morning before the coffee's ready. So I thought that to myself, and I thought, my greatest nightmare will happen one day. And and it has. It did. And, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad my kid likes formula. I'm glad he does. But, I, wow, man, it, mm. <laughs> I mean... It was only a step below Metamucil, but it's <laughs> bad. Anyway, thanks so much. You guys are doing a great job. I'm sure there's some sort of probiotic, like, benefit to eating that uh, formula. Yeah, sure. That will benefit you yeah. in some way. Sure. But I like that. I like that this was, we saw the fail. Yeah. It was going to happen we for saw, a while. Yeah. We knew 
Those two things. It's like, it's not quite the scene out of nine to five where the rat poison and the sugar look exactly the same, <laughs> but, but it can feel that way. Uh-huh. Was I so gone that I put yeah. the, you know, the Metamucil and, and it could have gone the other way. It could have gone the other we way. We could have had a much bigger fail. about as I listened to Yeah. It. Yeah. I'm so glad that yeah. it wasn't nursing on Metamucil, would you? I'm sure that would have sorted itself out. Depends on the age, I think. Yeah, I guess. How disastrous that would be. But, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That... That sucks. Yeah. And I'll admit I've never tasted formula. I, like I, I, I sometimes I, look at it and I'm like, should I? I, I like it, it to be I'm a like, mystery. No, I don't need to. I they, don't need to taste it. Baby likes it. My kids yeah. like it. It's all right. Kids love that stuff. It's all right. That's all that matters. All that matters. Well, you're doing a horrible job. Yeah, you are. Just functioning. Yep. Yep. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. One by Mother is supported in part by Audible, with an unmatched selection of audiobook and spoken word audio products. Audible is the internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment, and audiobooks are great for helping you be a better you, whether you want to feel healthier, get motivated, or learn something new. One Bad Mother listeners might enjoy downloading and listening to my sister's book, American Housewife, uh, by Helen Ellis. It's great to listen to while breastfeeding. You're welcome, Helen. (laughs) Audible is offering our listeners a free 30-day trial membership. Get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial today by signing up. Go to audible.com slash badmother or text badmother to 500-500 to get started. Teresa, let's call someone today. Hey! <laughs> Guys, I'm so excited. Today, we are talking to Shayna Firm and Tracy T, who are the creators, writers, producers, stars behind the Pump and Up show, which is a mom's night out of irreverent music and comedy. Uh, the two moms and lifelong friends created the show while drowning in their own new motherhood, feeling like all parents deserve a night out, much needed laughter, and a cocktail. And they just released their very first book, which is called Parentally Incorrect, True Tales About the Fucked Up Things Their Kids Have Done. Welcome, Shayna and Tracy. Welcome back, actually. Let's say welcome back. Hello, yeah. hello. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Multiple people talking on a show. We. I'll just stay quiet. You just stay quiet, <laughs> Teresa. Teresa, uh, I don't want to hear a word from you. Yeah, keep it down. The... For a lot of you guys, uh, listeners, you know, we have definitely, we are big fans of the Pump and Dump. We've had these guys on before. Shana's come on and shared many of her amazing uh, songs with us. And uh, many of you guys have gone out to see them uh, perform live. And it's such a good time. We have, it is such a good time. But before we get into the book, which is really what we want to talk about today, I want to just do a quick catch up and we'll start. uh, Tracy, let's start with you with our question we always ask, which is, who lives lives in your house? Who lives in my house? I have a seven-year-old daughter, um, a husband, and two very hairy dogs. Very hairy. 
Hairy dogs. Uh, very nice. What are they? You got to let us Can know. share yeah. the breed? Please. Share the breed, please. Oh, yeah. So they're both rescues. Our vet calls them both Heinz 57. Mm. I think they're like, one is like a yellow lab mix and one is like a German shepherd mix. And they're both girls and the German shepherd mix is like, like her whole life revolves around, her name's Fran and Lucy is our older one. And Fran's whole life revolves around Lucy. She's, She's a little bit gay for Lucy. Nice. Nice. That is nice. Very good. All right, Shayna, who lives in your house? My house consists of myself. I live here. And my husband. And I have two children. I have a a five-and-a-half-year-old, almost six-year-old boy named Bo. And then I have a seven-year-old daughter named George May. And I have a dog also. Yeah, what's your, well, tell us about your dog. <laughs> yeah, they're way more interesting. He's a black lab pointer, and he's my third child. I adore him. Oh, baby. All right, well, let's get in to the book. Uh, so it, you, part of the things that you guys do in your show is when people get to the show, you ask them to write a note about the most fucked up thing their child has done recently. And, and then you guys share them throughout the show, and they're amazing. And this book, Parentally Incorrect, True Tales by Real Moms about the fucked up things their kids have done, is a collection of many of these, many of these things that I have to say are, in fact, very fucked up. They really deliver. They deliver. Like, these are little... These are oh, not little things. No, these are little things. These are the most really fucked, fucked up, up things. That, and, but also really real. Like, also, yeah, like, yeah, totally yeah. makes sense, but also just so fucked up. Yeah, and, like, people will write these, like, horrible things, and it's like, smiley face, and you're like, what? Why is that there? <laughs> That's horrible. You guys should all be in therapy. So I guess my first... So this is like, this, just for our listeners, this is like how the book came about. It's really amazing. But one of the first things I want to ask you before we get into the sordid details of the shit kids are doing in their parents' houses, uh, and I that is not even a pun. That is quite literally what's happening. No, it's, um, yeah, it's like literally shit. Yeah. What yeah. do you guys, after reading these for so long, you guys have been doing this for a while, long before the book, you've been reading these comments, and now you kind of had to go through them and collect them and sort them and, and really kind of look at them more and be reminded of them, mm-hmm. I would assume. I guess my uh-huh. first question is, what what have you, have they helped you in any way? Have you gotten, like, <laughs> has reading these, like, affected you in some way, good, bad? I don't know. Like, this is a lot no. to read. <laughs> It is. Yeah. You know, and we thought, it, you know, there, there is some fun to it, but we, you know, we've been doing the show for five and a half years. So we had literally tens of thousands of cards to read through. Yeah. And no joke, we made piles. So we made like, first of all, we started like doing them by subjects. There was like poop and then there was penises and then there was vaginas and yeah. then there was, you know, destruction of property. And like and tampon misuse. Tampon misuse. <laughs> and so then we just decided to simplify it and do a, a yes, a no and yeah. a fuck yes pile. And so um, <laughs> that's kind of how we ended up. But by the end, I mean, Tracy and I spent all last summer just reading piles and piles of cards. And you just become numb. I think it's kind of like, you know, any other profession where you would just become none, numb to the grossness. Yeah. <laughs> there is, yeah. There was definitely, and we reached the point of like poop fatigue. I mean, just yeah. so much. Yeah. 
so much poop and everywhere in every orifice of other people's bodies and every part of a house and every outside every car eaten in every possible way and to your question yes we did feel better about our lives (laughs) yeah yeah it's uh yeah you know i mean gosh you don't want to discount anybody's like you know, circumstance, but I mean, some of, some of the stuff we read, we were just like, holy crap. Like, we well, there is like, there is one in which it says most fucked up and then in parentheses, boys, close parentheses, ever. Like she had to identify maybe which ones in the house did this. My kids <laughs> peed in my hairspray bottle, sprayed it all over my hair and realized <laughs> I smelled like a urinal. And I thought, Wow. That is next level, like, thinking this through. I have an idea. That's kids talking to each other, and they say, I have a great idea. And the other kid says, yeah, that's clearly the best idea ever. Let's go do this. Let's go ruin mom's day and week. (laughs) It is. But here's the thing. See, when I read through this, I really was like, besides uh, constantly being in a state of hysterics and horror, I really (laughs) thought, oh, and we get this when we listen to the genius and fail calls and rants on the show. There is this moment of, oh, there's a level of normalcy, and I I may not be as alone as I sometimes think I am in terms of exactly. how weird or awful or surprising something that's happening in my life is, right? I can be like, oh, I wonder if anybody else's son does X, Y, and Z as much as my son does. That seems like a yeah. lot. I should be really, oh, no, yeah, that's, that's all right. <laughs> no, it's totally, it's it's amazing. And it also is just proof, like, I feel like in this day and age, you know, everyone's so hyper aware of every movement yeah. that their child does. And everything is, you know, we're all just striving for this sort of like otherworldly perfection as parents, I think. And it's just, it's almost like, just like reassuring to know that kids are just like as fucked up as they've always been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and, and we're all going to live. Like everyone's going to live in the end. And, yeah. it's, you know, like... Right. Well, it's like this This book genuinely is the opposite of Facebook and like yeah. Pinterest. I mean, yeah. like this is the Facebook we all want. Right. This yes. is this is the thing. And what's nice is because it's in the book and there's like a level of like anonymity to it. You're like, I can read that quote and I can read that story and be like, oh, I can go through all the emotions of, oh, what's happening in that house? But at the same time, I can totally come to peace and be like, well, my day's not over yet. You know what I mean? Like, I, anything could happen at any time. And we we do get faced all the time with this, like, perfection image that's coming out, though no one feels like it's perfect yet. No one would post this on their Facebook page without, like, some relative or cousin or coworker yeah. or friend that you haven't talked to in 20 years come in with some sort of comment that's like, I know we don't talk anymore, but maybe this is a sign that your child or you're doing yeah. a horrible job. It's so freeing to put them all yeah. in one, one book. Of the things, one of the things about making the book, it has it's actually, and, and, and there's also something very powerful about watching it, about reading the book and it's actually pictures of the mom's own handwriting. Yeah. yeah. It kind of feels a little bit more visceral, but so it's actually inspired us because, you know, we've been doing the show so long and every tour has a different theme, but this particular tour that we're on right now, we're calling the friendly incorrect tour because of exactly what you're saying, but because like 
it is, I mean, we've always been about band of mothers and year of the mother and like supporting each other. And that's like a big part of our mission and what we do as a, as a show. But, but now we're kind of really focused after reading all these cards for so long on the idea that nobody is perfect. Right. And that Instagram is ruining everything. <laughs> but please follow us on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, but I think maybe you're... working together, we can change it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think there's something about that. I think there's because it's a fine, I would imagine there's a fine line when we all, uh, between like wanting to say, normal shit happens and sometimes it's really fucked up and it is not indicative of anything right, right. Except uh, human nature yeah, yeah exactly yeah and that like but we can feel so guilty about it or beat ourselves up i mean now if it was the same handwriting every single <laughs> you know slip maybe that's a flag but like somebody might need some assistance call in some yes. people to come and in and help <laughs> But like, I think it's, I think it's an interesting time to be a parent and want to try and embrace the imperfection of it. There's so many things we don't talk about as parents in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it be the fucked up shit our kids did or like a miscarriage or injuries after birth or maybe not enjoying it or, you know, and that those, we don't talk about it because if we talk about it, it might indicate that that's all, all we are. Is is the is thinking the negative or the bad or the or the one experience when it's multiple experiences, both good and bad, mm-hmm. and I, I it's it I feel like it's a I, I I think sharing those kind of things is equal to sharing our kids peeing in our hair bottle and spraying it on our hair and just admitting <laughs> publicly to that sort of thing and it's and we're okay. And we're still good parents and we should still have our kids and our kids are still going to turn out to be reasonable human beings out in the world. Well, and I think that's the thing. It's like, I think people, I think the people that do share the fucked up things or do say, oh, I'm not enjoying this. It's always with this like sort of defiant, like definition, like I'm going to go and say this thing that's not normal. Yeah. yeah. And there's always, it's, it's almost like you're already giving yourself an excuse to say it. And just instead of just being like, guess what? My kids filled up my spray bottle and covered me in pee today <laughs> with no explanation, yeah. except the kids are fucked up. Like, I feel like there's like, there's always an apology, I guess. Yeah. When, when you just admit that something didn't go right, <laughs> you always have to be like, well, this isn't normally what happens. Yeah. And I, you know, <laughs> I know that I should have addressed these three things, but instead of just saying it, just write it. It's like so freeing just to write it on a card. Yeah. And that's it. Like, there's no other, we don't ask anything from you. You know, know, all you can do is laugh about it, which is the point because it's funny. It's totally funny. It is. Not in the moment, not peeing your hair is, I'm certain, not funny when you get it. But looking back, (laughs) sure. Well, kind of funny. Teresa and I were talking, and we like, I don't, maybe it's just us and maybe other people are nailing it way better than us. And they probably are. But like, I know for me, I am so fucking tired and my, like all the time. And my brain is so full of input from the kids all the time, as well as anything else that needs to get in there. And if you were to say to me right now, what is the most fucked up thing Katie Bell did or Ellis did? I would be like, I have nothing. I have nothing to tell you. I cannot right. think of a single thing. I cannot even tell you what going to bed was like last night. Uh, and <laughs> we joke about on the show, like people not remembering their 
birth experience anymore or like whatever shitty thing your kid did or how difficult. Do you think there's something unique about some of the people who come to the show? Do you think it's just that it's really fresh in their mind? Do you think something has to be so hilarious and scarring will never let it go? Like, again, (laughs) from doing this, how do you think people are able to remember this and and what are you guys? I mean, do you guys ever have to like come up with these on your own? Oh yeah, no. I mean, we never write them for the you know. Like, oh people, yeah, but oh, we, you mean come like, up with our, our own? own. Yeah. I mean, we try to share our own, but we're constantly like we don't even you know. Shay will call me and be like, "Oh my gosh, you have to hear what Bo did." Yeah. And then we'll laugh about it, and it's really funny. And then a week later, we'll be like, "Wait, what did Bo do?" Yeah. <laughs> you know? But we always do know it's something Bo did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, so we're we're certainly in the same boat. I think I think so much going on in our brains. Like that's why you know some of our songs, or some you know, like we have a song that that talks about like one of the lines is "I used to be pretty, I used to make sense." <laughs> um, you know, why are my car keys in the fridge? I mean, when you're just going through so much as mom, especially with young kids every day, and there's so much, in, like you said, their input and kind of managing, especially as they, so it's like when they're little, you're just exhausted and you're feeding them all the time and you're just trying to keep them alive. And when they're just a little bit older, you're answering questions like, you know, what is sex? Right. And I'm like, oh, that's just, so word for if there's a if it's a boy or a girl or not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't need to anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Tracy and I are always like, "What's your thing this week? What's your thing this week?" And it it is. It's really yeah, hard to yeah, remember. But yeah. Somehow they show up. Somehow these moms and maybe it's because we're kind of giving them permission, mm. and they're out with their their friends. Yeah. yeah. They're like in these groups, and they're already they've already been to dinner telling stories, and and maybe that kind of gets them writing. But we do. I mean. You should see us before every show. We're just backstage going through hundreds and hundreds of cards, trying to find the ones that we want to read on stage that night. And we're, we're plenty of stories, funny. man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you kind of hit on something that I think is interesting where, like, you know, if it's just like if Teresa and I did just sit there and say, what'd you do? I mean, we got to do these genius and fails every week. And every week I'm like, I'm sure I failed a million times, but I can't remember. I've already filed yeah. it away. Yeah. But like, there's something about the social setting and the community right. setting of a group of people together, like you said, sharing and talking that I, I I think there's something to that about community and being in a group scenario and not being alone and not having to come up with it by yourself that lets these stories go that I that maybe <laughs> 90% of why we can't remember anything we do as parents is because most of the time we're doing it by ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's something, I think that's a great thing that you are offering with your show, this idea of community and getting out. And, you know, I would hope that like anybody who comes to your show then says, we should be doing this like every week, you know, or once well, a month. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting point too, because like you guys and we both, we talk for a living, right? Like right. we're always putting it, we're always airing our dirty laundry. We're always getting it out there. It's what we do. It's our job. But if you're a mom who maybe, and we see this constantly, you know, we had a mom just, we were just in Dallas on Friday night and she hadn't been out in 18 months, yeah. had not gone out of the house. And if you're a mom who feels isolated yeah. and has literally been stuck at home and someone finally asks you yeah. to share a couple of your fucked up stories, Maybe it's just like the floodgates open yeah. up and you're thrilled that someone wants to know. 
You know, I mean, we take for granted because, you know, the four of us are always talking about that kind of stuff. But that that may not be the case in, you know. Well, right. No, that's true. And maybe that's the question we should be asking each other when we're, like, meeting parents out in the wild. It's not, how are you? Because we always talk about our question is, like, no, how are you really? Like, yeah. are you? Like, how are you? Like, yeah. I don't. Right. I, I, how's it going? Uh, maybe it should be. What's the most fucked up thing mm-hmm. your kids have done this week? Like, just get to the get get to the mm-hmm. free and good stuff as yeah. the initiator of a conversation, as opposed to, is your baby sleeping? Is your exactly. has has school? Like, yeah. fuck that shit. No one cares. No one cares about that. I know. I yeah. love it. Well, guys, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us. We're gonna link everybody up to where they can get the book, but you should go check them out at the Pump and Dump where you can find out about the book, find out about their tour, their Instagram account, which really is amazing, where you'll see more of these uh, sort of moments from parents. Guys, the book is so much fun. And it really is a good time. Uh, maybe, I don't know if it's one that you would give somebody before they have kids. They're like, oh, no! Yeah. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think like, you give it after they survive that first year yeah. you know, when you just live in horror for 365 <laughs> straight days. And that first birthday party is not about the child at all, but just, like, celebrating that yeah, you did it. You made it. Like, then you, get, then you give them the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got yeah, that done. Done. Perfect. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your tour. And thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks, guys. Thank you thanks, so much. guys. We love you. All right. Yeah, we, we love, love you, too. too. Bye. 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 send a message. Pick up the tired of trying to keep up with the news cycle? Is bad stuff happening too fast for you to process? Don't you wish there was an easy way to find out about only the most important info you need? Hi, we're Lisa. And Emily. (laughs) Why don't you try our podcast, Baby Geniuses? On each episode of our podcast, we discuss a weird Wikipedia page such as Flatulence Humor, Clamato, Catalan Witches, Clippy the Microsoft Office Helper, Death During Consensual Sex, and The Talking Mongoose. We ask each other stupid questions. Uh, if you if you got a packet with like 300 seeds in it, what kind of plant would you choose the seeds to be? <laughs> that felt like you were assigned to ask me a question and there were certain words you weren't allowed to use. We talk about Martha Stewart, her pony, and other celebrity horse news. Ben Chunch. Every other week on Maximum Fun. Baby Geniuses. What's up? I'm James, the co-host of Minority Corner. And look at that! I'm Aneke, the other co-host of Minority Corner. Girl, guess what? What? We just hit our 100th episode! What? And what do you think is going to be in store for the next 100? Probably some more feuds with Jennifer Hudson. And I'm telling you, I'm We'll probably do more investigative reporting, too, like we did with the Kodak and their racist film. Not to mention exposing the truth, like how we did with the ugly history of the Texas Rangers. But we always lighten the mood with a splash of pop culture. Olivia Pope's new wig, have you seen that? It's popping. Just like your lip gloss. And Janet Jackson. And you know we like to put our nerd glasses on and talk about things like marvel it's true that's it (laughs) (laughs) i don't speak about tc (laughs) but you just did all from a perspective that's black queer and ladylike
So come on over and learn, laugh, and play, and join the corner. It's a lot of fun. I'm having fun right now. <laughs> Minority Corner. I love them. Yeah, me too. I they're, A, if you have not been to one of theirs, check out the website and see if there's one that's coming near you. It, it is a good time. Yeah, it's fun. It is really I fun. I did a lot of smiling and laughing. I did, right? yeah. It yeah. was so much fun. Plus, I took a pen home. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> you fill out those forms. I'm like, oh, is it a pen to steal? Done. <laughs> it's so much fun. The book, I was laughing yeah. hysterically. It's great. It is so much fun. Totally. You know what else is fun? Listening to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, Biz and Teresa. I am calling with a rant. This is my first call. Love the show. Um, yeah, so just a little bit ago, I was out with my 19-month-old who has gotten a bit more difficult lately. A lot of power struggles, climbing everything, running away from me, wanting everything she can't have, and then the things she can't have, she doesn't want them. So I was at a met up with a friend who was a four month old at a coffee shop that has a little play area for kids, and it's enclosed with a door. Um, first part of the rant: this is the only door that my kid can open. Because it's like a flat handle that she can reach up and pull, which kills me because I don't know why you would have a handle like that on a kid's play area. So that's all she wanted to do is open and close the door and definitely not stay inside it. She already was running up and down the coffee shop when she escaped. She ran back into the kitchen. She ran behind the counter. She was reaching for things off people's tables, etc. Didn't really want to play with the toys. Um, that was all frustrating, but normal enough and I was just already feeling emotional a day uh, today because I don't know I'm also pregnant and what really tipped me over the edge was the perfect storm of crap um, where another really nice mom in the play area knocked over my coffee which was a total accident she felt super sorry about it definitely not her fault um, and as I was going to tell the people about the spill, um, I slammed my kids' fingers in that stupid, stupid door. And she just let out like a blood curling scream. It actually wasn't that bad, but she was screaming. And I couldn't get her to stop screaming. There was coffee all over the floor that I couldn't drink. And just in the middle of the coffee shop play area, I just broke down sobbing i was holding my screaming kid just sobbing i I didn't have tears in my eyes i was like full out crying and i didn't know what to do and i just i didn't i couldn't do anything but sit there and cry for like five minutes this was not a short cry and thankfully my friend was there which was helpful but everyone else i think it eased to not feel responsible for the sobbing person with the toddler who she had calmed down eventually and she was eating her weight in animal crackers by this point and um yeah it was just too much and uh, I just feel like it's a rite of passage that I have now crossed of I have officially broken down in a public space with my child screaming and a screaming screaming child sobbing mom um 
coffee shop was super nice. They cleaned everything up and they even made me more coffee. I think they just felt bad. Um, but that's my rant. It was, it sucked. And we survived. I had to slam her into her car seat once we got out to the car. But it's okay. We all survived. Um, I love the show. You guys are the best. Everyone's doing a great job. You are doing such a remarkable job. Mm-hmm. I want to start there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is... Okay. I feel like the thing that I want to pull out of this is throughout... throughout. First of all, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. You, you have a lot happening. Mm-hmm. Your day is full of a lot. You've got the kid... Who's the runner? Who's the, you, I mean, we all, it's that everybody's got a kid of some kind. Yes. And your kid's the one who is suddenly in the restaurant, suddenly in the kitchen, behind the counter. And there's, and you can be as alert and as on it as you possibly can. But outside of duct taping the child yeah. to your chest, your child's going to do this. So your main yeah. function is the constant state of running mm-hmm. and monitoring. And high alert. And high alert. And being in that state of high alert is draining. Really draining. It's so draining. And having your coffee knocked over on the best of days, yeah. I think about the things that like happen in the house where I go, where I go from like totally normal person to yeah. like, is this the fucking shit yeah. that's going to happen today? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I can't even <laughs> take, why is this pickle jar lid not screwed on? <laughs> why is it every, like every time a fucking fruit cup falls out of the fridge to the floor and yeah. splatters? Yeah. So with that coffee going over, the fingers, the doors, it's a lot. And... And you're pregnant. And I'm like, yeah, it's the bury the lead. Yeah. You're, and I'm pregnant. Yeah. And I'm like, and oh, I, I'm, you're remarkable. You're remarkable. And you deserve a breakdown, both public and private. Mm-hmm. A breakdown does not mean that you're not nailing it mm-hmm. and that you're not doing an amazing job. It also doesn't mean that there's not a lot you're carrying right now. And maybe next time your friend will be kind enough to go with you to a place that is more containing for your... Yeah. Like, you know... Don't be afraid to ask that. Yeah. You can find a place that's more containing. And still have coffee. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's... You know, I do want to point that out. As friends, let's kind of be aware as well. Like, how can... There are definitely places out there that are easier. Mm Mm-hmm. For all of us. Yeah. But maybe there's a place that can be easy for both of us. Yeah. And let's let's all do a better job of, like, trying to recognize that for each yeah. other. Yeah. And just say something yeah. if something is not, you think yeah. it might be harder or easier at one place. That's actually a big deal. It is. It know? really is. I think about all the times I just didn't go yeah. do something. Yeah. Because I didn't want to deal with it when we probably could have come up with a solution. Yeah. You're doing remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I mean, it. you really are. You really just are. I just want to give you a huge hug. I know. so awesome. You really are. Yeah. I just, you're amazing. Yep. And you're a really good parent. Yeah, yeah. you are. Yeah. Teresa, what did we learn today? We learned that while boredom, of course, is good for children, 
It shouldn't be loaded with the guilt of not studying. You shouldn't feel bad if you actually give your kids something to do. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't beat yourself up for maybe brushing your kids off in their state of boredom. You shouldn't feel guilty uh, if you've got kids who really are bad at being bored Mm -hmm. or kids who are really good at getting into things, Mm -hmm. solving that problem for themselves. It's, It's... I, I really kind of like that this kind of went to a place for us today where I was like, oh, this this is about a trigger for us. This is about like kind of making us feel like maybe we're to blame on either end of the spectrum of yeah. our kids' boredom. Yep. It's fine to help them out, guys. Yeah. And it's also fine to let them work it out. Yeah. Different days, <laughs> different ways, guys. Um, it's Friday somewhere. It's Friday somewhere. <laughs> we also learned that Shayna and Tracy are doing an amazing job bringing the great equalizers to us mm-hmm. <laughs> on the road with their music, uh, with their live shows, with their Instagram, and especially with this new book. We're going to link everybody up to it. Guys, thank you again for all of your support during the Max Fun Drive. It means a lot to us. And we could not be prouder and happier of the support that we received this year. Thank you. It's going to allow us to keep doing uh, this show. And and it means a lot to us. Yeah, it does. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are, guys. Because now I know that somewhere out there, somebody's kid is peeing in a hair bottle mm-hmm. and spraying it on you. Mm-hmm. You're doing an extra good job. Yeah, you are. Teresa, yes. you're doing an amazing job. You really Thanks, are, Liz. Teresa. Thank you so yeah, much. You are. Liz, so are you. You're also doing an amazing job. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.